Chapter 1, The Apostle versus the Missional Missionary Quote by Isabel Kuhn, Missionary to China and Thailand Begin quote I believe that in each generation God has called enough men and women to evangelize all the yet unreached tribes of the earth. It is not God who does not call, it is man who will not respond. End quote. Will the real missionary in the room please stand up? If you responded, I applaud the missionary spirit in you. I believe that spirit should rest in all of us. If I asked this question in a U.S. church, many, if not all, would probably stand. It is an awesome thing when Christians in our local churches believe they are missionaries to the people where they live. However, at times, I have found myself confused by the common use of the term missionary. When I was a young missionary and people told me, everyone is a missionary, I used to wonder, well, what does that make me? Today, the more popular term is missional. I remember being home in the U.S. in 2003 and hearing that term for the first time. When I asked others about the meaning, their response was something like, we need to be a missionary in nature, especially here at home in our local context. I concluded that missional was a lifestyle and thought pattern that should be developed as a follower of Christ. Although I'm thrilled about Christians being missionary in nature and missional in thought and intention, is there a distinction between being a missionary and being missional? The word missionary is not in the Bible. It is Latin in origin and means being sent. In the Greek language, being sent was associated with the word apostle. Do we dare call our modern-day missionaries apostles? If I walked into the same church where everyone was standing in response to the missionary question and asked all the apostles to stand, I wonder how many people would consider standing. Can you be a missionary without being an apostle? Not every person who calls himself or herself a missionary is an apostle. Generally, people are called missionaries because they are being sent beyond the borders of their homeland. I'm guessing the local church adapted this term because people leave church after Sunday services and are sent out to the secular world. So before we address the concept of apostolic spark, we must look more closely at the role of the apostle. Why are so many people afraid of the term apostle? Some of my memories of my seminary days involved sitting in the biblical theology of missions class and discussing the ministry gift of the apostle. I also remember hearing the edict from the teacher that there are no modern-day apostles. Several students, me included, challenged our professor. But in the end, the idea that apostles would exist in the 1990s was too outrageous and way too dangerous for him to accept. I went home feeling disappointed and a bit confused. After all, our whole argument as Pentecostals is that all the gifts of the Spirit are for today. We usually use that argument when speaking about tongues or prophecy. Haven't many of us asked, where does the Bible say the gifts would end after a certain dispensation or period of time? Why would all the gifts still be in operation except the ministry gift of the apostle? I'm assuming we believe Ephesians 4 
11 to 13 that says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. What were the dangers my beloved seminary professor feared? The two biggest ones are scripture and authority. In my mind, apostleship and the establishment of the biblical canon shouldn't be connected. Yet many believers fear that some will go around saying, since I'm an apostle now, my words are on par with scripture. 